Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Well Then. Today, we are continuing our exploration of the seven pillars of love alignment as we dive into all things love this season and not just romantic love, also self-love, platonic love, familial love, unconditional love, all the different types of love that ultimately contribute to us having a fulfilling and joy-filled life. And the seven pillars of love alignment are essentially a guide and a container to help us explore the areas in which we've potentially blocked love in the past or created some sort of imbalance in terms of the love that we are allowing to show up and to blossom in our lives and finding and discovering the tools that help us get connected to our most authentic expression of love within ourselves and our own lives, because each of us has a different authentic expression. And that's what makes being a human here so beautiful is we all complement each other when we're all rooted in our authentic truth. So today's pillar that we will be exploring is feminine embodiment. So we're going to be talking today a lot about the idea of uh, energetic polarity or feminine and masculine energy. And you'll hear this um, topic explored in some other upcoming episodes that we have with some incredible guests on the show this season, um, as well as hearing me refer to it in many different ways. And so just up front, in case this is new to you. I want to make one thing really clear when we're talking about the idea of healthy feminine embodiment or healthy masculine embodiment, I'm not talking about men and women or gender. So this concept, this episode, this idea as a whole of energetic polarities is not gender specific. It is relevant no matter how you identify, no matter where you fit on the gender spectrum we all have a different balance of feminine and masculine energy within us, which is essentially just uh, kind of the constitution of how we were created, how we're showing up in the world and different qualities that we're exuding. And again, it has nothing to do with being a man or being a woman or non-binary or anything in between. It's really just about the energies that make you feel most balanced in the way you're expressing yourself in the world. And yes, we will see some of these energies traditionally expressed more often in one gender than the other. But really, when we find a healthy balance of them, there you come to this understanding, this realization that we all should have a healthy balance of both energies within us, no matter what our gender is. So we'll get more into the specifics of that and and what feminine energy is and what masculine energy is. But here's the thing about getting in alignment with the energy of love. It requires the art of receiving, which is essentially a very beautifully feminine practice. And again, I'm not referring to gender or being girly or anything like that. Um, It's really just this idea that feminine energy is more receptive, whereas masculine energy is a bit more action oriented. And you'll hear kind of how that plays out as we get more into the specifics of this. And the reason it's so important to talk about embodying these different energies and finding the unique balance for you uh, of the potential of these types of energies that exist within us is that most of us have, have suppressed 
one or the other or both based on the narratives and conditioning that we picked up as children and the trauma or wounds that we experienced. So for example, maybe we learned that being feminine was weak or that we needed to toughen up. And when these kinds of stories become a reality, we block our ability to receive and experience deep love. Again, no matter who we are or how we identify. But this is especially true for women who learned to take on more masculine qualities from a young age in order to achieve success and stability, which we've often seen as thankfully society has uh, made great strides in what women are able to do and how women are able to show up and achieve and experience success. But a lot of women have had to alter their natural energetic state to do so. Or often we see this in women um, as a defense mechanism for avoiding intimacy and vulnerability, again, possibly because of past trauma and conditioning or just what they experienced that love looked like from their parents or their role models growing up. And we have to learn how to allow the feminine back into our lives and find a balance that feels authentic for us. And the same goes for uh, men who maybe have really kind of um, swayed on the spectrum towards being overly dominant in their masculine qualities, because again, maybe they were taught that being feminine was weak or to toughen up and that they couldn't receive love in the same way that their feminine counterparts could, or their female counterparts could. So this applies to anybody. Um, But we'll be talking a lot today about women and young girls, because that is the majority of people that I tend to work with. but if this feels relevant for you, just take what resonates and, and leave what doesn't. So many young girls and women were also taught disempowering beliefs about their bodies, their menstrual cycles, pleasure, and intimacy, or they may not have been taught anything at all, which can cause a huge disconnect. So there is a really crucial need in this work to rebuild a relationship with your body that feels safe, empowering, and pl- pleasurable. And this was a really big part of my journey as well, because I didn't grow up with a lot of open conversations about any of any of the things I just listed, what it meant to be a woman and how to really tend to and care to my body and menstrual cycle conversations about pleasure and intimacy and how to approach those and how to have a relationship with your body in a healthy way. I grew up at a time where the narrative was a lot about hating your body. And most of, most of what I was seeing in the media and even in my peers and friends and the women who surrounded me was hearing just really negative, critical, harsh, judgmental commentary and narratives about the female body and how it was really hard for a woman to ever measure up because there were these constant ever-changing standards that were just impossible to meet. So I did spend a really, really long time disconnected from my body and dissociated because it didn't feel good and it didn't feel safe for me to be in this body that seemed like it was constantly not not meeting expectations or not fitting the standard or feeling like there was something wrong with me or gross or different or weird, whatever it might be. So I didn't have a strong connection to my cycle, the natural rhythm of my body, to accepting that 
all, all different types of pleasure, not just sexual and intimate pleasure are actually a really good thing, but a crucial part of life and the connection to our life force energy and ultimately our creativity and, and what we're putting forth in the world. I had to learn all of that on my own, which most women and young girls do because it's not typically taught. It's definitely not taught in our schools, but most, uh, you know, mothers in previous generation didn't have this knowledge accessible to them either because it wasn't taught to them either. So we're learning a lot of this from scratch and it's, it's weird if it's unfamiliar. (laughs) So it can feel like confrontational a bit. It can feel confronting to dive deep into this work because most of us are taught that we need to be in control at all times and have a really firm grip on our lives and everything around us and what's going on and be really attached to this control and specific outcomes. Whereas the feminine energy and feminine embodiment is all about feeling safe to surrender and feeling worthy of receiving and then allowing the energy of creation and love to bloom in your life. So if you're coming from a place of feeling like you need to control everything and not feeling worthy of receiving because you've hated your body all these years, then it is going to be very hard to allow the energy of creation and love to bloom in your life. These things may feel incredibly unfamiliar and uncomfortable at first, so they can take some time and practice to learn and really fully integrate. But as you do, you will begin to realize how much more deeply you can love, how much more you can trust yourself and your body, how much pleasure you can experience on a day-to-day and moment-to-moment basis, and really how sweet life can be when you allow this part of yourself to come forward. And so let's take a little bit of a kind of deeper look at the differences between feminine and masculine quality that we explore in the work of love alignment therapy together. Um, I want to make it clear that there's absolutely nothing wrong with embodying masculine energy. Like I said in the beginning, there needs to be a healthy balance. Um, I like to think of it like the masculine is very linear and contained and provides structure whereas the feminine is more flowing and kind of swirly and feeling and gooey and uh, all of the sensations that, that life has to offer. Yet the feminine also does have the ability to be fierce and fiery. So the feminine isn't necessarily always submissive like it's portrayed to be. It's not like submissive dominant kind of, um, relationship that that you might think it is, although it can be, the feminine can be incredibly fierce and set boundaries when she needs to and offer really firm direction. And the masculine then kind of follows through on that direction. So even just in our day-to-day lives, like it's helpful to have the container and structure of the masculine in terms of having a schedule that we follow. Um, But then it can also be really supportive to have some interjections of feminine energy to tap into your intuition and follow, follow what it is that your body is telling you would be supportive for you in each moment and finding a balance between the two so that you can get things done and still honor, honor your body and your needs and, and the goals that you're trying to create and birth into the world. Um, And it's, if we're looking at it 
from a knowledge perspective. So constant seeking for knowledge is often referred to as a masculine dominant energy. So if you're always working on like fixing yourself and you're always working on learning and diving into your personal growth and self-exploration, but you're not actually doing so much of the feeling side of it, you might be a little bit more in the masculine dominant energy. Um, and you have an opportunity and invitation to drop more into your body, into your heart and feel the experiences rather than just intellectualizing them. Um, when we really think about it, you know, feminine energy is what is behind all of creation in life. You know, we are all birthed literally from the feminine energy and when you want to create anything in your life, be it a new relationship, a new business, a new opportunity, an art project, whatever that might be, you want to tune in to the feminine energy first, those first kind of soft and subtle impulses that you get when you want to bring something to life and then use the structure and the linear nature of the masculine when you need it. So we could go down the rabbit hole of all the different applications for feminine and masculine energy. But what I really want to kind of focus on today and, and hope that you take away from this is this idea that many of us have an imbalance of energies and typically are more masculine dominant um, because of these really kind of integral societal narratives and programming and conditioning and wounding and traumas that so many of us have experienced growing up. So there's nothing wrong with you. If you find yourself in that position, it's just an invitation to find the practices that bring you back into that feminine embodiment to find your unique balance. Um, so in my practice, at least in the work that I do in my own life and with clients, this part of the work includes a lot of somatic practices, bringing you into your body, um, things like breath work, visualization, even, but from a more feeling perspective, mindful movement. So movement's a great example of differences between masculine and feminine more masculine dominant movement might look like weightlifting and CrossFit and really kind of structured, heavy, intense resistance-based exercise. Whereas more feminine movement might look like dance and aerial and yin yoga and um, any sort of movement that allows for freedom of expression in your body and intuitive movement. Uh, energy healing also helps kind of bring this part back home to ourselves, as well as lifestyle practices that support our sacral chakra um, for both men and women, but especially for women and connecting to that part of your body, connecting to your pelvic region, um, balancing your cycles, whether you have one or not, tuning into the energy and that rhythm, that rhythmic flow of your cycle, um, as well as balancing the energy to support your pleasure centers and the idea of receptivity, which is ultimately at the heart of all of this. We wanted to talk about being more receptive. How can we be in a place where we are open to receiving love from ourselves, from our partners, from the universe, <laughs> receiving what it is that wants to be delivered into our lives and connected to our intuition to know when to open and soften and surrender. 
So it's a really beautiful practice and it's a really hard practice. It is an ongoing evolution for me. I'll be the first to admit that every, every day, every chapter of my life, every year, I'm exploring a deeper layer and level and definitely do not claim to have it all figured out because I think that as you weed through a lot of the trauma that has gotten in the way of feminine embodiment, you discover new layers of yourself along the way. And it is such a beautiful exploration, but at times it's painful and triggering. So it's something that, especially if you do have a history of trauma, I recommend doing in the presence of a professional or somebody who can support you through this. Um, it's really nice to feel that sensation of having somebody hold space for you and your experience and what you're going through and to know that you're not crazy, you're not alone in what you're feeling and to continue to trust as you surrender into it more and more. So all of that is really just to say that it's not an overnight switch, but it is a really beautiful thing to start to practice. And it's one of my favorite things to introduce to women because it has been such a life-changing exploration for me. So that's just a little bit, just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to feminine embodiment and all of the wonderful gifts that it has to offer us. Um, we have one more pillar to go when it comes to love alignment, and then you will have learned them all, all seven, and gotten a really incredible taste of what it might feel like to dive into this work. As always, if you're curious about this topic or any of the topics we've explored so far, on the podcast this season and beyond, reach out to me. We can schedule a free call to chat about what you're working through and what it might look like to, to work together. You can learn more on my website, which is meganshare.com. You can reach out there as well. If you have specific questions or topics that you'd like to see covered in upcoming podcast episodes or guests that you think I would enjoy connecting with, you can also email me those suggestions as well or send me a DM. On Instagram, it's at Megan Share. On TikTok, I provide lots of just kind of fun, short educational content. And my handle over there is Heal with Megs. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know anybody who might benefit from hearing it and needs to tap a little bit more into their feminine energy and invite this exploration into their life, please share this episode with them. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'm just so glad that you're a part of my community and open to these conversations and open to having this self-awareness and exploring these themes within yourself uh, alongside me. I so appreciate you being a part of these conversations. So as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy, and love-filled day.